Well, hello and welcome to the podcast Foundations. You are listening to your host, Alex Robinson, and this is a podcast where we seek to encourage and equip the next generation with a firm foundation as they follow Jesus Christ. I hope that you found the podcast okay, whether it was via a link on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, or the like. But if you didn't, some ways that you can listen and continue to listen to the podcast are via our website. That's our student ministry website. You can find the website at loftstudents.com. That's L-O-F-T students.com. You can also find the podcast on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com backslash firm foundations. Maybe the most appreciated way for me, for you to find the podcast, is to just find it via iTunes, search uh, my name, Alex Robinson, or Foundation Student Podcast, and uh, you should be able to pull up the podcast via iTunes. We would love it if you would go ahead and hit that subscribe button and subscribe to the podcast so you can receive uh, updates each time it is published. And with that being said, also go ahead and give us a rating and review on iTunes. It will take just a few moments, and it will actually help the podcast be able to be more searchable and more easily found for others who are wanting to listen. And today on the podcast, we are going to talk about practical ways to make disciples. So students, listen up, because I believe this is something very important for each of you, not because I have to say it, but because I believe this is a command from our Lord Remember the words of Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20. This is the great commission of our Lord Jesus where he comes to his disciples and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, even to the end of the age. He says, I am with you even to the end of the age. So this is a command from Christ to go and to make disciples. And when we have a command from our teacher, from our Lord, from the one who uh, reigns over our life, we must obey. And so with this command, we must obey. We know this, but how do we go about actually making disciples? Well, that's a great question, and that's going to consume our time today on the podcast. But before we actually talk about making disciples, I believe it's important to ask ourselves, what is a disciple. And what is discipling? Because here's the issue. Before we can disciple others, we ourselves must become disciples. We must make sure that we are following Christ before we begin to teach others how to follow Christ. So simply put, a disciple is a follower. Uh, You can do that from following someone's teaching from afar. Like someone might say, he follows the teaching example of Gandhi. Uh, And being a disciple of Christ is at least that much. It means following his teaching and and his example. But a a disciple of Jesus follows in Jesus' steps, doing just as Jesus taught and lived. But it means more than that. Following Jesus means that you have entered into a personal, saving relationship with him. Uh, As the Bible tells us, you have been united with Christ, as Philippians 2 And so being a disciple of Christ does not begin with something that we do. It begins with something that Christ has already done. And so the whole point of making disciples means that you yourself are already a disciple of Jesus. 
So that's the first thing that must take place. You must first be a disciple. This does not start with something you do, but something that Christ has done. When you, when your eyes have been opened by the Holy Spirit of God to behold Christ as your Savior and Lord, that when you have repented of your sins and you have put your faith, your trust, your belief in Jesus and Jesus alone for your salvation, that's when you become a disciple. But one of the things that we are very good at doing is becoming a disciple and never making any more disciples. But what is so important for us to see is that Jesus, when he looked at his followers, he told them to make disciples, not just be disciples. So Jesus himself has given us a command to go, therefore, and make more followers of him if we are currently a follower of him. And so how do we make disciples? Well, I'm going to give you just a few tips and a few to-dos and things that are helpful in the process of making disciples, but at no point do I want you to think or believe that exactly what I'm saying is what you must do. There are all kinds of ways to make disciples. And and truly said, making disciples is more more than just formal meeting more than just trying to read a book uh, together uh, and, and those types of things. Discipleship is informal. In other words, it is life on life. People are being discipled by you right now. Even when you are not actively teaching with your words, you are teaching with your life, and therefore people are learning what you are and who you follow. And so by your life, you are discipling. Right now, even if you aren't in an active discipling relationship, but we're going to talk more specifically about you getting into a relationship with someone for the purpose of their growth in the gospel of Jesus. So what this means is, first and foremost, we must take the command of Jesus seriously to make disciples. Uh, If he is truly our Lord, nothing he says falls by the wayside in our hearts and in our lives. It matters, and it carries with it much Wait, if we love Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus himself said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So we must prove to be his disciples by going, therefore, and making disciples. And so being a disciple of Jesus, first and foremost, means orienting our lives. That means just placing our lives around others, just as Jesus did. In Jesus, in Philippians 2, the Bible says that Jesus came to serve and to give his life, and he poured out his life. He humbled himself and even became obedient uh, to all that God had for him, even to death on a cross. So uh, when we're discipling, when we're living a life of discipling others, it is an others-oriented life. It means we are going to serve others. We're going to be about the business of being a part of the lives of other people. But just about every single one of you listening The good thing about this is you are already a part of other people's lives. You share a home with other people. You go to school with other people. Some of you, you work part-time jobs with other people. You play sports. You're on dance teams. You're on other extracurricular activities where you are around people a lot in your life. And so Jesus has already placed people around you whom you can seek out to disciple. Now, one of the things that I have learned very quickly in my own Christian life 
is that discipling others requires something of you, but it also requires something of them. It requires you to initiate a relationship. In other words, engage someone with the purpose of discipling them, not just uh, with the purpose of getting to know what their favorite sports team is, uh, who they like, who they don't like. These things are fine, but that we must press on and even have some awkward conversations with our friends, with our family, and whoever else God places in our life, and pick someone whom we can actually practically disciple. This means does does our schedules overlap? Are we kind of close proximity to one another? Uh, are we going to be able to do life together in a sense, at least uh, for the most part? Are we going to actually be around one another? And so with that being said, I would say that if you're a student who normally attends our youth group at Fulton First Baptist, or if you go to another church and you're a part of a different uh, youth group, I would say, why don't you seek to find someone within the youth group, someone who comes on a regular basis, maybe someone who's younger than you, who has been uh, following Jesus a little bit shorter time than you have, and you begin to seek them out on uh, for the purpose of getting to know them as individuals, getting to know their likes, their dislikes, their hobbies, uh, you know, what, what they love to do, all these different things that requires us to actually do the hard work of relationships, getting to know someone, and then move from there to actually talking about spiritual things. Start talking about, hey, when did you when did you come to Jesus? When did when did you give your life to Jesus Christ? When did you begin to follow him? Or or where are you at right now spiritually? Are you reading your Bible on a normal uh, regular basis, or uh, do you uh, read anything else uh, to help you in your spiritual walk with Christ? These are some questions that will uh, take some courage on your part, but you got to ask those questions if you're going to know where you need to go from there. And so the first thing I would you know, kind of point you to do if you're going to pick someone to disciple, it needs to be someone who is of the same sex. So if you're a girl, you should disciple girls. Guys should disciple guys for all the obvious reasons. So the first thing I would tell you to do is discipleship is teaching. It, it, it is teaching people with words. And so this means when you have a sermon that you both are sitting through, it may mean just sitting down sometime that next day, whether it be at lunch at school or, or some other time after school, getting together and say, hey, what would you think about the sermon yesterday? Uh, what, what's God been teaching you about himself? These are useful times for not just them, but for you as well as the as the main person who is discipling. And so this should maybe begin the relationship just by using some of the opportunities that have happened at church, whether it be in the youth group, something that was said on a Wednesday night or uh, on a Sunday night, or whether it be for our corporate gathering for worship on a Sunday morning where you begin to talk about the things in which we are learning together uh, in in our in our in the body of Christ, and so this is a great way to start discipling, to start uh, teaching uh, someone else just by talking about what is going on around you. Then you can move more formally to maybe studying a book of the Bible together, going through it together, talking about it, um, or getting another book that applies more specifically to your uh, age, your situation, what's going on in your life currently. Um, all these things are great ways to start. But once you kind of get going, you'll get to know that person real well. You'll get comfortable around each other to where there will be times when, when you'll need to correct them. In other words, they're, if they're going to follow Jesus, 
they're just like you. They're going to be prone to kind of get off of the path of, of following Christ. In other words, to kind of stray a little bit or sin. We, we know that sins are a part of even the Christian's life. They don't rule us anymore. Sin does not rule us anymore. It does not reign in our life. The power of sin has been broken. Um, but it's the presence of sin still exists in our life. And so as as you are there in that person's life whom you have now chosen, you begin walking down the road of discipling with, you've gotten to know them, you begin teaching them and talking about what's been going on at church. And uh, now is the time maybe where you're going to have to be a little bold and begin to correct them on some things. Discipling is correcting. That means sometimes uh, we have to say, hey, man, um, I've just noticed this in your life, and and I just know that this is not something that you would normally want to do that, that honors the Lord. And so I just wanted to kind of point this out that, that you're, you know, you're, you're in sin here, and, and I love you, and I want to help you, and I want to pray for you. And so you must fear God more than that person by being willing to correct them when necessary and even risk them rejecting you for it. Because ultimately, uh, this is something that God has called all of us to do. If you'll check out Matthew 18, this will be something you'll see. But not only teaching and correcting, you'll develop into hopefully a place where you are modeling, where you are teaching people to follow Jesus just by how you live, uh, living out the whole Christian life before others. Uh, is something of significant importance for a discipler. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, you should underline this in your Bible. It said, He left you an example that you should follow. That's Christ. So Christ, by his life, gave us an example to follow, and we, by our lives, ought to give those whom we are discipling an example to follow. And here's the thing that you must remember. We're not trying to teach people to follow us. But we are, in a sense, telling them to follow us as we follow Christ. That's what Paul would say. He, he would say, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. And so as long as we are imitating and following Christ, we're not going to always be perfect. But that's the road we want to lead others down. And so we must be about uh, just teaching with our lives and not just formal teaching. Another thing, uh, kind of another angle of discipling, is this mutual love for one another. It means together we are going to get this thing done. We are going to spur one another on toward love and good works. And we're going to meet together. We're not going to neglect that awesome habit. We're going to encourage one another. And we're going to push one another forward in this discipling relationship. And so in discipling, your goal is to love that younger Christian by just helping them live in light of the fact that, hey, Jesus is coming back, that Jesus will return or, or they're going to meet him. And so this is an urgent call, and we're going to help each other. We're going to spur one another on towards these things. I'm going to love you. You're going to love me. And we're going to show that love more than just say that we love each other. And so love is important. Humility, uh, being very humble in a discipling relationship. In other words, I think this means you are at a place where you can not only correct them, but you yourself can be corrected, and you yourself can even be honest and admit your own faults. Don't ever go into a discipling relationship if you're the one doing the main discipling 
of the younger Christian and think that it's okay to kind of put on a mask and act like you don't struggle. That would undermine the gospel. That would say, you know, Jesus, you're not powerful enough. I have to cover it up. No, we should enter these relationships by modeling to those we are discipling that we are just as messed up as they are, and that is why we need Jesus just as much as they do. And we got to sometimes just own our sin and say, listen, um, I've fallen short in this area. And so we're all disciples. We're all following someone. And the question is, who are we following? Are we following uh, Jesus? Are we following those who are leading us to Jesus? And are we teaching and discipling others to help them follow Jesus? This is a question that you must ask. And that if you're not currently doing what we've been talking about, if you're not currently pouring your life out, investing your life into the life of others for the sake of the kingdom of God, for their growth in the gospel, then you are in you are disobedient toward our Lord Jesus. And you must repent, and you must turn, and you must begin to disciple others in your life. And I just want to say a quick word of encouragement to you. When I was your age, uh, I didn't do a very good job of this. I didn't even learn to disciple until... Um, really not that long ago. Um, and so it's not something that is hard that no one can do. It is just a matter of actually doing it. It's just a matter of saying, hey, hey, you know, Jesus has called me to do this, and I'm not going to be perfect at it, but I'm going to seek to be obedient in everything with my relationships with others. Christ has placed people in your life for this sole purpose, that they would come to know Christ, and that they would grow in their relationship with him. And this happens through your influence, through your life. And so would you get busy about being and making disciples for the glory of God and for the good of all people? If I can help you in any way, please do not hesitate to come to me, ask me questions. If you have someone in mind that you think, I think this would be someone good to disciple, and you just want to ask me if if I think that would be good for you or uh, you want to ask of good resources or a good place to start uh, going through the Word with someone, just please come and ask me. I would love to help and do my best to equip you uh, to succeed in this uh, discipling work. But God is awesome, and He is eventually, and uh, well, let's not use the word eventually, He is ultimately the one who is going to accomplish uh, the growth of our peers, the growth of those who uh, would follow Christ, but he has called us to be faithful. And so with that said, I'm going to sign off for this episode of Practical Ways to Make Disciples for Students. And again, if you need anything at all, please come and talk to me. I'll be glad to help you in any way. My name is Alex Robinson, and I'm your host. Again, we will see you next time on Foundations.